Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Monday night from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford, the name that you know, the brand that you can trust and have trusted since 1983. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. The Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage is where you go to sell your dream address without the stress. Gary Ashton will make sure that you have the intel necessary to sell your home for more and take advantage of this seller's market at GaryAshton.com. Of course, Brimac Mechanical, satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. They will put you in a position to succeed and make sure that you're in your comfort zone this summer. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brimac.com. And finally, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. They are the best in the business, and they will have all manner of great promotions that I will tell you about later on in the show, having to do with the Olympics and all manner of other sports, using the promo code A2Z Sports in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So, Delaney Walker uh, is uh, is very uh, is is very honest, even when it suits him ill to be honest. So, over the weekend, and this kind of happened like in a bit of a news dump situation. I'm not sure what time and at what place. Delaney Walker went on Sirius XM NFL radio, but he was on the radio and he was talking about his uh, free agency, how he's played really about eight games in the last two seasons and has struggled to return from injury. So Delaney Walker was asked about his legacy and asked about, you know, how, why it is so important for him to get back involved with an NFL team. Now you'll hear You'll hear for uh, or you'll hear from Delaney Walker on that radio show momentarily. Uh, but Keelan says, uh, Keelan on YouTube says, Buck, to start off the show, you should toast a shot with us going forward. <laughs> uh, well, I would do that, but I won. I would run out of tequila very, very quickly if I was drinking a shot a night for every night that I do the primetime show. Uh, and secondarily, I have a hard enough time keeping my attention span focused. Now, if we had an alcohol sponsor on the primetime show and they were paying me to take a shot on air, then I would do it. But in the meantime, I got a lot of other stuff I got to do tonight. If I'm getting a little sauced at eight o'clock heading late into my work evening. It would not bode well for how uh, for the tra- trajectory of uh, of this show. I think it would uh, I think it would go up in flames quite quickly. But if there's a liquor sponsor out there that would like to get involved, we would welcome uh, the uh, tequila sponsor indeed. R- Roselle Russell agrees. Uh, we don't want to hear that bull, says Chris Frazier. Well, too bad, Chris. You're going to hear that bull from Delaney Walker tonight on the primetime show. Before we get going, I want to ask you guys the question on Facebook Live, Periscope, YouTube, and Twitch, your Two Rivers Ford take on a Monday. Uh In the comments on Facebook Live, Periscope, YouTube, and Twitch, as I mentioned, do you agree or disagree with Delaney Walker's statements about the Titans fan base? Let me know on all four of the streaming platforms, and we will get involved. We will get your commentary that way. We will also let you hear from Delaney Walker momentarily. But your Two Rivers Ford take, do you agree or disagree? with Delaney Walker's statements about the Titans fan base. You'll hear those statements here in just a second. It's your Two Rivers Ford take that we do each and every Sunday through Thursday night 
on the A to Z Sports Primetime Show. It's got a lot of people bothered, understandably so. We have a lot of uh, Titans fans in the audience. Play the sound clip, says Jukebox678. Well, I will do that for you, Jukebox, right after I tell you about the people who present the Two Rivers Ford take. That is, of course, Two Rivers Ford. So many great things happening at Two Rivers Ford that they have been doing since 1983. But more importantly, the best part about Two Rivers Ford is what doesn't change. That is the fact that they've been giving their customers the same honest upfront pricing since 1983 for nearly 40 years. So if you're in the market for a vehicle, a new or pre-owned vehicle, contact one of the non-commissioned salespeople at Two Rivers Ford and see what Ford has to offer. Two Rivers Ford, powered by Ford, driven by people. All manner of great new vehicles as well, like the electric F-150, the Ford Maverick, the 2022 Electric F-150 Lightning, the 2021 F-150, the Mustang Mach-E, also all electric, and the Ford Bronco, Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. Okay, so um, do you agree or disagree with Delaney Walker and the comments that he made on Sirius XM Radio? Stephen Stafford says he didn't hear the comments. Well, allow me, Stephen, to play for you Delaney Walker's thoughts on why he doesn't think he gets the attention that he deserves. Delaney, I think the simple answer may be, uh, I just like to play, but uh, I sit back and see a guy that's accomplished all that you have. Kirk mentioned the three Pro Bowlers, three Pro Bowls, 14 years. You played one game in 18. You played seven in 19. You sat out last year. Well, what motivates you to want to play even more games going forward? Uh, just, man, I, man, I want to win a Super Bowl, honestly. I feel like that that helps you in, in your status as you retire in this game. And it's sad that that's something that you you got to have um, to be recognized sometimes. And again, me being in, in Tennessee, I hate to say this, that hurts my value in any type of uh, awards or accolades because I did play in Tennessee. And you can look at some of the greats like Eddie George, uh, Steve McNair, and, and them guys just not being getting them coached yet, and uh, it's because they didn't win a Super Bowl and they played in Tennessee. So I'm try. I look at it if I can win a Super Bowl, maybe that'll help me, and uh, see if we can go from there. You know, I, I find it so interesting, and I, and I I love the honesty. In what way will it help you, other than legacy, which I think we all understand? But Delaney, in fairness, you know, outside of the quarterback position, a wide Julio Jones may retire without a Super Bowl. We're not going to look at him any differently. You know what I mean? So. So what? in what way do you think it helps you? Why are you so motivated by just that? Well, you say Julio, but he played in Atlanta. Look at Atlanta and they fan base. Look at the, the, the type of players that played in Atlanta. Look where they at. Now, when I say when you play in an organization like Nashville, it's because it's so small. Our fan base is not as great as some of these organizations that are the players that play that day, been great in them organizations. They get them accolades. But when you play in Tennessee, not a lot of, you don't get contact, you don't get primetime games. You don't get a lot of people seeing your games, but you don't get mentioned a lot. So sometimes you don't get brought up in these conversations. But when you have a Super Bowl ring, they bring you up in these conversations. So that's Delaney Walker on Sirius XM NFL Radio talking about why, you know, he feels like he's been overlooked a lot of times when you talk about the great Titans or the great tight ends uh, and the great players at the position of tight end. Now he brings up, here's here's where I kind of, I've been, you know, uncertain about what exactly he was trying to say because the words, I you know, Delaney Walker proclaiming himself to be a future Hall of Famer 
that does not that does not come across in that clip. What he does say, though, is he's talking about Steve McNair and Eddie George, how they don't have their coats yet, right? Their gold jackets specifically. And he thinks because one, those two did not win a Super Bowl, and two, they played in Tennessee. That is why neither of those players are in the Hall of Fame. Now, that is something that, you know, especially with McNair and, and probably more so with Eddie George, you can debate at great length. Um, but with but with Delaney, he's he's off base about the Hall of Fame if he is in fact talking about himself for Hall of Fame candidacy. We'll get to that later on in the show, though. Do you agree with what he said about you know, him not him being overlooked because he played in Tennessee. Uh, Joseph Marshall says he's absolutely right about it and the small market in Tennessee. Your two rivers Ford take here on a Monday night. So there's no question that, you know, even that the Falcons are not a better fan base than the Tennessee Titans. The Falcons, um, if you want to call the Titans fairweather fan base, then you would have to say the exact same thing about Atlanta. Atlanta does not really support the Falcons because they have seen the Falcons fail a great many times, and there's a little bit of a malaise over the Falcons' fan base in the organization. With with the Titans, yeah, I mean, they've had a handful of bad years, really, since McNair, uh, McNair was gone. They had a couple good years with Hasselback, but the rest of it, until, until Marcus Mariota and the good years that they had with Marcus Mariota ultimately turning into Tannehill, it has been lean for Titans fans. So I understand there being, you know, uh, a, a little bit of apathy around the Titans prior to this recent success, this run of success that they've been on, what we'll say, we'll call it the last five years, heading into maybe maybe four or five years for Tennessee. But there's no question that in Atlanta, there's simply more people, right? That's I think that, I, and I, I would have to, I would have to look up the numbers on the population of Atlanta and I'll do that really quickly just to confirm, you know, how much bigger it is than uh, than Nashville, um, because it's I mean, I got to think it's somewhere close. You know, the pop the population I hear I just heard something crash downstairs, which makes me very nervous. The population of Atlanta last they did a census was north of 10 million, about 10.6 million in Atlanta, Georgia. The population of Nashville, I believe is just over a million. Um, and I think, you know, I think that is indeed the case. I will find out for you shortly in the latest census. Uh, Tennessee, based on the latest projections, six, well, this is t- this is taking Metro into account, not, not the larger Nashville area, but the census still says 694,000 uh, up against, you know, 10.6 million. So there's no question that it's a, it is a markedly smaller market. So that I'm not disputing. There's just less Titans fans than there are, say, Falcons fans or Giants fans or Cowboys fans, right? Smaller city, smaller fan base, smaller market. That goes without saying. And it's not like Titans fans are exclusive to Nashville or uh, Falcons fans are exclusive to Atlanta. There's fans, you, you have fans of different teams all over the country. That's, that, is, that is true. But there are, you know, there is something to say about market size, nationally televised games, Delaney, you know, I, I think he's got some good points to a degree. But where I think, and I'll play the sound clip again for you of Delaney Walker and see if you can tell where I might disagree with him. Um, because I agree with him to an extent about the Titans fan base and why he may have been overlooked. But his argument misses one critical point, And I'll tell you what that is 
uh, right after we play this clip for you again so you can listen to what Delaney Walker had to say about the Titans, the fan base, and, you know, why he thinks he isn't recognized more. Delaney, I think the simple answer may be, uh, I just like to play, but uh, I sit back and see a guy that's accomplished all that you have. Kirk mentioned the three Pro Bowlers, three Pro Bowls, 14 years. You played one game in 18. You played seven in 19. You sat out last year. Well, what motivates you to want to play even more games going forward? Uh, just, man, I, man, I want to win a Super Bowl, honestly. I feel like that that helps you and in, in your status as you retire in this game, and it's sad that that's something that you you gotta have um, to be recognized sometimes. And again, me being in, in Tennessee, I hate to say this, that hurts my value in any type of uh, awards or accolades because I did play in Tennessee, and you can look at some of the greats like Eddie George, uh, Steve McNair. And, and them guys just not being getting them coached yet, and uh, it's because they didn't win a Super Bowl and they played in Tennessee. So I'm try. I look at it if I can win a Super Bowl, maybe that'll help me and uh, see if we can go from there. You know, I, I find it so interesting, and I, and I I love the honesty. In what way will it help you, other than legacy, which I think we all understand? But Delaney, in fairness, you know, outside of the quarterback position, a wide Julio Jones may retire without a Super Bowl. We're not going to look at him any differently. You know what I mean? So. So, so what? In what way do you think it helps you? Why are you so well, motivated by just that? Well, you say Julio, but he played in Atlanta. Look at Atlanta and they fan base. Look at the the, the type of players that played in Atlanta. And look where they at. Now, when I say when you play in an organization like Nashville, it's because it's so small. Our fan base is not as great as some of these organizations that are the players that play that day being great in them organizations. They get them accolades. But when you play in Tennessee, not a lot of you don't get prime time, you don't get prime time games. You don't get a lot of people seeing your games. So you don't get mentioned a lot. So sometimes you don't get brought up in these conversations. But when you have a Super Bowl ring, they bring you up in these conversations. So if you have a Super Bowl, they bring you up in these conversations. Now, Delaney Walker is talking about Hall of Fame conversations. Delaney Walker is not in the conversation for the Hall of Fame. And that's, you know, that's no slight on Delaney. There's a lot of dudes that are great players that aren't in the conversation for the Hall of Fame. Delaney's one of them. Um, and we'll expand on that here in just a second. Uh, that's kitchen table talk. He should have just kept it to himself. Says El Boogie 808. But like, here's my thing with, here's my thing with Delaney. Um, and, and I'll expand on what I mean, because I agree with him to an extent, right? I do not think, you know, I think he's missing, I, I think he's a product of his own experience here, right? And that experience, you know, has been much different, certainly over the last three years with Vrabel as the head coach, as opposed to Mike Malarkey. Now, when you say that's kitchen table talk, he should have just kept it to himself. Here's the thing, though. I, I have always valued Delaney. And this is not the first time that Delaney said this kind of stuff. He was saying it when he was here. I remember I had Don Davenport, um, uh, who my, who's one of my teammates over at The Zone, who hosts uh, 3HL. Dawn used to do the sidelines when she worked in local, uh, local sports. Dawn used to do the sidelines for the Titans preseason game. She used to do a lot of the players' uh, shows. She used to be in the locker room a lot more often. And she would talk to Delaney about this stuff. Delaney started fires when he was still here about saying that the Titans fans don't support their team enough. And that he was tired of seeing, I'm paraphrasing here, but that he was tired of seeing a lot of, uh, a lot of different opposing fan bases in the stadium that weren't Titans fans. So when you say he should have just kept it to himself, the best part about Delaney Walker is that he doesn't, is that he speaks with honesty. And that's why you liked a guy like Delaney Walker in the locker room, because he'd check your ass if you were underperforming. 
Remember uh, there, it was Vrabel's first year as the coach, and they were struggling. They were struggling with Marcus Mariota. And Delaney Walker said of the young guys, a lot of the young guys, and this at the time included A.J. Brown, you know, a lot of a lot of these young guys need to need to get their heads right. They need to grind it out. They need to understand what this is, and that winning doesn't just come because you're a hugely talented athlete. These were Delaney Walker's again paraphrasing, but these were the kind of things that Delaney Walker would always say. He would always be forthright and honest about how he felt. That is so rare among athletes. It's why Delaney Walker would you know garners headlines the way that he does because he's willing to say things. So. You know, I understand why it, it hurts the feelings of Titans fans. I understand, you know, I saw, I think, I think uh, uh, Josh, um, and I'll scroll down and read. I haven't read a lot of comments yet tonight, and I'll get more of them, I promise, because I want to make sure that we're getting you guys as involved as humanly possible in the show tonight. But and I'm seeing a lot of F Delaney Walker and all this stuff. Well, I mean, you can't like Delaney Walker for being honest and open and a, a strong voice in the locker room when he's with your team and then bash him for being the exact same thing when he's not with your team anymore, even if he's talking about your team. Because those are there are some hard truths in there. Again, I don't totally agree with Delaney because I think, again, Delaney is missing the point. And I'll tell you what that point is right after I tell you about our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Let uh, What you do when you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app is you get, uh, you get to get in on all manner of great promotions in America's top-rated sportsbook. Speaking of America, our top athletes are over in Tokyo competing for the gold, and DraftKings has a medal-worthy offer just for my viewers. That's 100-to-1 odds on an American athlete to stand on the podium and receive gold, silver, or bronze this week. All they have to do is medal. And all you have to do is download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code A2ZSports when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits if America wins a medal. Just a medal, bronze, silver, or gold. With promo code A to Z Sports to turn $1 into $100 in free credits for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Tennessee only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee red line 1-800-889-9788. Nine promo code A to Z sports in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So, you know, Delaney, there's there's a lot of stuff that he's saying there, and a lot of stuff that's probably hurtful to a fan base that has supported Delaney Walker. Here's the bigger point that Delaney misses. Um, Delaney misses the point that in San Francisco, he was on a Super Bowl. I mean, they didn't win the Super Bowl, but he was on a team that played for a Super Bowl. Now, he was decidedly not the starting tight end there because Vernon Davis played for the 49ers at the time. They lost in that Super Bowl to the Baltimore Ravens. I think that was 2012, if I remember correctly. The last time Joe Flacco looked like a starting NFL quarterback, that was the Colin Kaepernick Super Bowl as well, and they were a, a tipped pass by Jimmy Smith away from winning that Super Bowl. But Delaney Walker was no kind of star in San Francisco. He had to come to Tennessee to become a star. He had to play for a bad team where he would receive a lot of targets, where he would receive a lot of attention, where he was able to show out and showcase his talents. If Delaney Walker had stayed a fringe tight end in San Francisco or gone to another organization where he might not have had the starting opportunity and the target opportunity that he would have had here and did have here, then Delaney Walker would not even be having this conversation. We would not be speaking of Delaney Walker in the sense of 
he's probably the most important free agent signing in the history of this franchise, the best free agent signing in the history of this franchise. To be more specific, Tennessee afforded him this opportunity. There were not many other teams that seemed willing to take a chance on Delaney Walker, given how unproven he was at the time. They identified something in Delaney here in Tennessee, even though Rustin Webster was, by most accounts, not very good at his job. They pinpointed a player who could do more than he was currently doing with the San Francisco 49ers. Now, that that, that Delaney Walker has a great belief in self, I don't fault him for that at all. In fact, I want that from professional athletes, even if it's the point to where it's uh, not terribly grounded in reality, which Delaney Walker seems to, uh, you know, ha- again, has a different experience than a lot of Titans players who have played under this regime. I'll expand on that more in just a second, but I want to continue to read your comments. Do you agree or disagree with Delaney Walker? Uh, Mason says, if the teams Delaney was on won more than three games, he would have been a bigger name. AJ and Henry are doing just fine. Uh, That being said, he was a stud and very underrated on a national level. That's true, but he played for losing teams more often than not. Dom Odell says, disagree. We made Delaney. We untapped his potential. Dom, you know, speaking truth to power, the, the point that I've just made myself. We untapped his potential. He comes back and bashes us. If you're worthy of a jacket, you'll get one regardless of what market you play in. He's all cap. So, you know, Dom, I do think it's tough for because, you know, the media core here intended, and I I don't just say that because I'm here, but there's a lot more variety of media covering the Titans and a lot more people talking about the Titans than there were when Delaney Walker was in the crux of his career here. What when Delay when the Titans started to stock up. Delaney's career was coming to an end. In fact, you know, Vrabel's first year, there was no Delaney, right? He snapped his ankle uh, clean in two, basically, and was not available for the best times that the Titans had. Uh, He was the only talent we had on offense, says Jordan Miller. He brought highlight plays to Tennessee when we had nothing. Sad, his time was cut short with us and his health. There's, There's no question about that. And Delaney Walker, I'm not trying to diminish Delaney Walker. I just think he's missing the point about what it was that Tennessee provided to him that no other team, and I don't know, I, I I wasn't covering the NFL at the time when Delaney Walker, his first time into free agency uh, after leaving the 49ers. So I don't know what the market for Delaney was like. All I know is that it wasn't a terribly expensive contract that brought him to Tennessee and something that uh, you know I think probably he could have gotten lesser opportunities for better teams, but the Titans needed a tight end. The Titans needed a starting tight end. Delaney Walker got that opportunity here in Tennessee, and his numbers reflect that of being, you know, the best offensive target. Um, Scott Lanier, or Lanier, however I pronounce it, forgive me, Scott, says, disagree. I feel like he thinks he's better than anyone else. Granted, uh, he was good for a while while he was here. I think he wanted more attention than he got. I mean, sure he did. There's no question. I mean, you know, uh, he wasn't alone in, in thinking that way, I'm certain. He's just the one who was most public about it. Again, you have to you have to take Delaney Walker for what he is uh, when he's speaking truth about your team in ways that you resonate with, and when he's speaking truth about things that don't make you feel as good. I think there's a little bit of both in this particular regard. Uh, Jake underscore SN on Twitter says, "You said on radio today, Titans are sub fifty percent vaxxed. This contradicts the Associated Press and Pro Football Talks reporting. Elaborate." Yes, Jake, I did say that on the radio today, but if uh, if you listen closely to my words, because I did also see, in fact, somebody with the Titans sent me the reporting from the Associated Press today. If you listen back, and you can listen back to the radio show uh, via the podcast, the Buck Rising show, 
um, and your favorite podcast app. If you go back and listen to what I said, I said that I had not checked up on it in a couple weeks, really, since we had broken from mandatory minicamp for the summer. Uh, at the time, the Titans were well under 50% vaccinated by players. Uh, the coaching staff, well over 50% vaccinated. Um, so I did I did make sure that I was clear on that point, Jake, uh, to that end, because I had stated that they were under 50% vaxxed the last time that I checked up on it, but I did say that I had not checked up on it in several weeks. So maybe I, maybe I should have clarified that, or maybe I should have waited until I had checked back, but that just happened to come up uh, today with Don Davenport talking about SEC players and uh, and being under, the, I think there's six of the 14 SEC teams, Don said, that were uh, meeting the 80% vaccinated threshold. And at that time, I said the last time that I had checked up on the Titans, they were under, as a player, as a roster, under 50% vaxxed. It sounds like they have at least cleared the 50% threshold based on the Associated Press and Pro Football Talks reporting. So forgive me for not, I, I did make that clarification, but forgive me if I was not as clear on that as I should have been, Jake. Thank you for uh, thank you thank you for reminding me of that and allowing me the chance to elaborate. I did have a couple people at the Titans text me about that today. Uh, excuses, excuses. Come on, Delaney says G J E M C forty five on Twitter. Alex uh, Presadio, forgive me, Alex, if I've mispronounced your last name. I love the Titans, but we can't even fill the stadium during winning seasons. Um, you know, I I don't. Here's here's what I'll say about that, okay, Alec? Because I have never myself gone to a Titans fan, or excuse me, gone to a Titans game as a spectator. I've only gone uh, as a paid media member, right? So I I don't I don't spend money to go to Titans games. I don't pay for parking. I have very good I have a very good parking spot at the stadium. I sit indoors. I sit in the air conditioning. I sit in a very comfortable chair. Uh, I have an entire media lounge behind me with all manner of food and beverages throughout the course of the afternoon or the evening that I'm covering the game. So I've never myself paid for the experience <clears throat> of going to an NFL game. So, but I understand, you know, based on the prices, based on the hassle of parking, based on travel, based on, you know, what the what the concession prices are in Nissan Stadium. I do understand that it costs a lot of money to be able to attend an NFL game, that it's not something necessarily that's affordable for everyone. Now, they have things to make it affordable, like the, uh, what's it called, the Fireball Fast Pass, where I think it costs, I think it costs like 30 bucks to attend 10 Titans games or something like that. And you don't get to pick your seats necessarily, and they'll move you all over the stadium. But there are, there are value opportunities there. Now, that does not include parking. It does not include food and, and drink and and all manner, and it does not include, you know, multiple tickets, right? That's one ticket, I think, my understanding, um, in talking to some people in the business office with that, is it, you know, so I'm not going to bash fans when the experience itself is not necessarily affordable for everyone. I don't have that perspective. I lack that perspective. Sometimes I think that hurts me when I when I talk to you guys about your favorite team because we we consume the Titans in, in different ways, right? You as fans and me as media. So, you know, I, I stopped bashing people uh, and stopped bashing Titans fans once I understood a little better about all of the hoops that you have to jump through to go to an NFL game. You know, if they continue to have success, it won't be an issue. If they continue to, uh, if they continue to win at a high level, people will continue to want to go and that will be less of a problem. 
but certainly during these nine and seven seasons and and when you when the when the football itself has been not fun to watch outside of you know really 2019 on up um with Mariota they were not great uh, great teams offensively they were not fun to watch necessarily I I understand why Nissan Stadium isn't packed to the gills for the last couple of years now again if they continue on this trend I think that there should be an expectation of fans to support their teams and 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 make sure that that uh, opposing fan bases don't flood the stadium the way that we have seen the Chiefs and the Bills and uh, and many other fan bases come into town and do. Uh, we made Delaney, says Josh Johnson. In San Francisco, he was nothing. Exactly the point I just made. Uh, you're either Hall of Fame worthy or you're not, says J-E-M-C. Has nothing to do with the fan base being small. Well, we'll, we'll talk about this Hall of Fame conversation here in just a second. Um. Dylan Bruce, I think, will be the last comment that I take on this, and, and there are many comments. Forgive me if I haven't been able to get to all of you guys tonight. You're very active, and I appreciate that. Um, Dylan says, I don't agree with him, but I'm not mad at him. He was that dude. He was my hero for the longest time. And and he's that for a lot of guys, right? A lot of uh, – uh, and a lot of girl, a lot of, a lot of Titans fans. Guys, girls, kids, ev- adults, everything in between. Delaney Walker has been a bit of a superhero for this franchise because he, him and Jarrell were the best things that you guys had going for a long time and uh and certainly even when in lean years they still performed at a high level and i imagine the titans fans will always be grateful to them for that and you will always respect the time that that both of those individuals spent here um but you know the honesty i think i think it there's he he lacks a little bit of context but i think there's a lot of things about his experience here in tennessee that is different from the time that Mike Vrabel took over, where this is a winning football team, and they win at a high level. Delaney Walker really wasn't a part of that outside of being on the sidelines for the 2019 run because he did not, he was not able to play. Um, he, he struggled to come back from injury well into the 2019 season. Um, uh, yeah, that's why they're called the Tennessee Titans, not the Nashville Titans. Nashville doesn't carry the Titans fan base, and Durka time is going back to the to the population that I cited. Uh, listen, Dirk, I mean, you got you got the city of Memphis, uh, the ESPN affiliate down there carrying the Cowboys because Memphis doesn't, you know, they Memphis proclaims that they, largely they don't care about the Tennessee Titans in the way that, you know, Nashville really doesn't care about the Grizzlies. So, you know, I do understand why you're saying that, but you have to consider that that, that that's not widespread the way that I think you're trying to make it widespread, even though I think the majority, the vast majority of the state supports the local NFL team. Um Let's uh and, and I Jake I've I've seen you make multiple comments making the same comment multiple times so I hope that you uh that I did address that for you um soon enough forgive me I'm I'm trying to keep up you guys are you guys are really chiming in tonight I appreciate that uh, Shrike goes or Shrike says here goes Buck bragging about his free games again I mean listen I'm uh I I, I don't mean to do that I just try to and I know Shrike is is give me he's just ribbing me there but I uh I uh. You know, I just try to run it. I just try to give you guys my perspective because I know we have different perspectives. That's why I value your input because, you know, we we consume these games uh, in a different way. Uh, Yuri says he chose to sign with the Titans. Nobody forced him. This is true. Again, he needed the opportunity. The Titans gave him that opportunity. This made a world of difference. It's for Delaney Walker. Uh, Puka says cooking question mark. Yeah, we'll get to uh, we'll get to the cooking uh, segment here in just a second because I. uh, I, uh, I want to, uh, I want to, uh, 
I want to tell you guys about an experience I had today. Uh, Kenston Farmer says, that's a lie. They just picked up the Titans this past week. 98-9 Memphis. Check with Rep Bryant. Uh, uh, no, I'm talking about the ESPN affiliate, Kenston, not not the Cumulus station. So 104.5 The Zone is a Cumulus station, and the sports station in Memphis is ESPN. Now, Kenston, I believe, lives in Memphis. So, um, Kenston, you would be able to tell me if the new Titans radio affiliate, I believe it's a talk radio station, not a sports radio station. I, I believe it's it's talk radio, and, and I know that's, you know, that's, parsing things, but as opposed to like a full-time sports station, I believe the Titans are on. Now, that doesn't mean that that's a worse station. It just means that it's not a dedicated sports station. The dedicated sports station, according to my understanding, and I check with Red Brian, I work with Red Brian every day, Kenson. So, you know, I'm not lying to you. I'm pointing out what I believe to be a fact. Now, if you live in Memphis and you can push back on that and say that there are other, and that the station that the Titans are on is a dedicated sports station, then I will happily admit that I'm wrong. But it was my understanding that 90, I think it's 92.9 in Memphis, because Gary Parrish works there, if I remember correctly, um, formerly had the Titans rights. Now they've switched to the Cowboys. Um, and 98.9, I believe, is a talk station as opposed to a sports station. So hopefully, Kenston, uh, thank you, Kenston. I appreciate uh, I appreciate you pointing that out. And because I, and, and listen, I, 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 I thank you for for providing me that context because I wasn't certain, but I I was all I was about ninety percent sure that that was in fact the case that they had gone from a sports talk station to a talk radio station. Anyway, let's not get bogged down in the minutia. Uh, <laughs> El Boogie eight hundred eight says a cat doesn't equate to a trash panda, but it is what it is. I guess that's a good one. Speaking of the latest trash panda to enter my home. Um, but let us let us uh, move on and let's have this conversation about let's have this conversation about the Hall of Fame because Delaney Walker it sounds like and again I'll play you the clip one more time before we conclude tonight uh, about Delaney Walker and his Hall of Fame aspirations. The question though that I'm asking you guys is uh, in your opinion why would Delaney Walker and, and this is the way that I want to ask it because I'm not going to ask you whether you think. Delaney Walker is or isn't a Hall of Famer? Because I think that would come back as a resounding no. And I would agree with you. It, it is a no. Delaney Walker is not a Hall of Fame tight end. But I want to know, in your opinion, why would Delaney Walker think that he is a Hall of Famer? And I think this may give us some better answers as opposed to giving you a yes or no question. Let me know in the uh, let me know in the comment section why would Delaney Walker, in your opinion, think he's a Hall of Famer? Let me know in the comments on Facebook Live, Periscope, YouTube, and Twitch. We will discuss at length together. Why would Delaney Walker think that he's a Hall of Famer? Let me know, and we'll talk about it together. While we discuss that, and while you get ready to give me your answers, I'll tell you about the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage at GaryAshton.com. Your dream address without the stress. Uh, and, and what the Ashton team also provides to you is the best intel in the city on the available properties, on how you can sell your home for more, on how you can win the buyer battle and take advantage of all of the great real estate that Nashville has to offer and Middle Tennessee. The Ashton team has the best intel in Middle Tennessee because they live in Middle Tennessee, they work for Middle Tennesseans, and they are ensuring that Middle Tennessee is the best community humanly possible because the Ashton team will make sure that they find the best value for Middle Tennesseans 
as humanly possible. Take advantage of this red-hot real estate market with the best in the business and with the intel that you know you can trust from the official real estate agent of the Tennessee Titans, GaryAshton.com. All right, so let's have this conversation about Delaney. Why would Delaney Walker think that he's a Hall of Famer? Uh, because I, I, I didn't want to ask you guys, I didn't want to ask you guys, is he a Hall of Famer, yes or no? Because it would have been a resounding no, and I would have said no, and then we would have had no conversation. But I think it's a more interesting question to ask you guys why you think he thinks that he's a Hall of Famer. Again, what for the last time this evening, I'll play you uh, play for you the clip from Sirius XM NFL Radio, Delaney Walker talking about why, you know, he doesn't get the recognition that he thinks he deserves. Delaney, I think the simple answer may be, uh, I just like to play, but uh, I sit back and see a guy that's accomplished all that you have. Kirk mentioned the three Pro Bowlers, three Pro Bowls, 14 years. You played one game in 18. You played seven in 19. You sat out last year. Well, what motivates you to want to play even more games going forward? Uh, just, man, I, man, I want to win a Super Bowl, honestly. I feel like that that helps you in, in your status as you retire in this game. And it's sad that that's something that you you got to have um, to be recognized sometimes. And again, me being in, in Tennessee, I hate to say this, that hurts my value in any type of uh, awards or accolades because I did play in Tennessee. And you can look at some of the greats like Eddie George, uh, Steve McNair, and, and them guys just not being getting them coached yet. And uh, it's because they didn't win a Super Bowl and they played in Tennessee. So I'm try- I look at it, if I can win a Super Bowl, maybe that'll help me and uh, see if we can go from there. You know, I, I find it so interesting, and, I, and I, I love the honesty. In what way will it help you, other than legacy, which I think we all understand? But Delaney, in fairness, you know, outside of the quarterback position, a wide Julio Jones may retire without a Super Bowl. We're not going to look at him any differently. You know what I mean? So, so what? In what way do you think it helps you? Why are you so Wait. motivated by just that? Well, you say Julio, but he played in Atlanta. Look at Atlanta and they fan base. Look at the the, the type of players that played in Atlanta. And look where they at. Now, when I say when you play in an organization like Nashville, it's because it's so small. Our fan base is not as great as some of these organizations that are the players that play that day, been great in them organizations. They get them accolades. But when you play in Tennessee, not a lot of, you don't get contact, you don't get primetime games, you don't get a lot of people seeing your games, but you don't get mentioned a lot. So sometimes you don't get brought up in these conversations. But when you have a Super Bowl ring, they bring you up in these conversations. So that's Delaney, again, going on about, you know, why Steve McNair and Eddie George aren't in the Hall of Fame, why they don't have their coats, as he calls it, referencing the gold jackets that they give you once you go into the Hall of Fame. So the question is, why, why, in your opinion, would Delaney Walker think that he's a Hall of Fame if he is, in fact, alleging that he should go into the Hall of Fame? Um, I looked up, well, let me read, let me read some, some comments first before I give you some numbers that I went and looked up about, you know, guys who are in the Hall of Fame and, and Titan and a one Titans tight end who has a, has a statistical, who, whose career statistics mirror Delaney's a little bit. Uh, Kenston says Delaney's stats are borderline Hall of Fame level. He just didn't play in many impact big games. Now, Kenston, what I will tell you is they are not borderline Hall of Fame level. In fact, they're, they're really not close to Hall of Fame level if we're talking about touchdowns, receptions, yards. Um, and again, he was hurt by the fact that he did not play much in San Francisco and he was used as a, as a, a bit player in San Francisco before becoming the primary target 
here in Nashville. Uh, so, for example, just to work off Kenston's point, since I have those numbers in front of me, Delaney Walker's career stats right now, 504 receptions, 5,888 yards, 36 touchdowns, 11.7 yards per reception. Okay, so good numbers by any by any measure. Let me look at, you know, just for example, uh, because he is a uh, because he is a very famous commentator now, as well as a famous uh, famous Super Bowl winner, three time Super Bowl winner, Shannon Sharp. Okay, Shannon's got the rings. Shannon's got the All Pros. Shannon's been to eight Pro Bowls. Big deal. But he is a Hall of Famer because eight hundred and fifteen receptions, almost double Delaney Walker's yardage total, ten thousand and sixty yards, twelve point three yards per reception. 62 total touchdowns is Shannon Sharp. Tony Gonzalez, for example, another one. 1,325 receptions, 15,127 yards, 11.4 yards per reception, 111 touchdowns, almost doubled up Delaney's scoring output. Uh, Delaney Walker is not borderline anything. He's really not even close if you were looking at statistics, as Kenston points out. Now, those are two great Hall of Fame, no doubters, uh, and both, in fact, did Tony, Tony didn't win a Super Bowl. Tony, Tony did not win a Super Bowl, but he went to the Pro Bowl 14 times and was a six-time All-Pro. Again, Delaney Walker, three Pro Bowls to his name. Uh, no All-Pros, yeah, no All-Pros, uh, no All-Pro selections. So, um, Dirk at times says, because he carried our offense for maybe four years, he was always the third or fourth best fantasy option at tight end. Steve Haygood just comes for Delaney Walker's neck and says, because he's self-centered and delusional. I don't think that's, I don't, I, I don't think that's fair. I think he's just, I think he's just got confidence. Um, I, and, and listen, you want your athletes to have that kind of confidence. It's how they perform at the levels that they do. But I just, the numbers, the numbers are not there. They're just not there. And that's, you know, a lack of self-awareness, as Johnny Jameson points out on YouTube. But to say that his numbers are borderline, um, his numbers aren't aren't close, even remotely at all. Remember Delaney's first seven years were as a backup tight end box. No, I, I'm, I'm well aware of that. But, you know, tough. I mean, honestly, Kenston, tough shit. Like, you can't, you can't get doubled up statistically. You can't not make an all-pro team. You can't have – he didn't play for a Super Bowl. He does not have the resume, whether he was a backup or not. Tough shit. You know what I'm saying? Like – and I, I have all – I have the utmost respect for Delaney Walker. I miss his presence in the locker room. I miss him as a quote for exactly this kind of reason because Delaney Walker will say things and he will be honest about them in his opinion. Whether he is right or wrong, he will be steadfast in his opinion. But if he was a backup for the first handful of years, tough. Be better. Beat out the better tight end, Vernon Davis. You weren't better than Vernon Davis. Delaney Walker is probably, you know, probably, and, and I, I would have to look up Vernon's numbers. Vernon also, in fact, I'll do that right now just so I can, uh, just so I can cross check them. But if you're not better than a, another tight end on your own team, how are you going to make the case uh, that you are better than Hall of Fame players or guys who deserve Hall of Fame consideration. Let me pull up Vernon Davis's pro football reference right now and run him up against Delaney's. Okay, so so Delaney Walker, as we mentioned, 504 receptions, close to Vernon Davis, 583 receptions. The biggest difference 
is what Vernon Davis did with those receptions. 7,562 yards to Delaney Walker's 5,088. 5,888. Uh, yards per reception, Delaney Walker, 11.7. Vernon Davis, 13, uh, 13 yards per reception flat. 63 touchdowns for Vernon. Um, you know, Delaney, uh, Delaney, 36 touchdowns. Again, if you're not, if you if you can't, you're not even the best tight end on your own team. You can't talk to me about Hall of Fame or even close to that. Self-awareness is key. Uh, damn, never mind, LOL, says Kenson. That like I get what Kenson, I get what you're saying. Because he was great here. Again, I'm not doing this to diminish Delaney. I'm not at all. Um, but the the argument is just not there. The argument for Delaney Walker, why he would think that he's a Hall of Famer, is because he has an incredible self-confidence, incredible belief in self that is critical, absolutely critical to the success of any professional athlete. I don't fault Delaney Walker for that at all. But I I can't I can't look at the numbers and look at the lack of uh, and I mean even, you know, how many times did Vernon Davis make the Pro Bowl? Vernon so Delaney Walker made one more Pro Bowl than Vernon Davis did. But Vernon Davis also has a Super Bowl on his career uh or in on his resume rather. Um who did he win the who did Vernon Davis win the Super Bowl with? Why am I blanking? on uh, who Vernon Davis won the Super Bowl with. he The 49ers, 49ers didn't win a Super Bowl while Vernon Davis was there. Why am I uh, – what what team was Vernon Davis on that played for a Super – that won the Super Bowl? Now I'm uh, now I'm curious. I'm going back and looking through. It wasn't – sure as hell won Washington. Um, he was on the – was he on the Broncos? Was he – he might have been on the 2015 Broncos that won the Super Bowl, which would make sense – if I remember correctly, the 2015 Denver Broncos uh, did win the Super Bowl. Okay, so Vernon Davis had, had a Super Bowl ring at the end of his career. Won it with Peyton. Okay, thank you guys for pointing that out. I, I was like, when the hell did Vernon Davis win a Super Bowl? But yeah, he was on that Broncos team um, at the end of his career. Donovan says he did not win a Super Bowl. Well, he did because I just looked it up, Donovan. So you are incorrect. In that regard, Jeremiah says, and he play, so he's been to two Super Bowls. He's played for the 49ers and won. He won his second uh, with, because didn't he get, he got traded. He got traded to the Broncos during that season, if I recall correctly. And that was the year that Peyton Manning, you know, at the end of Peyton Manning, won the Super Bowl uh, with Denver. Really, Von Miller won the Super Bowl with Denver. And Peyton Manning was just along for the ride. So, um, you know, we've done, it's, it's past nine o'clock. I would, uh, I mean, do you guys, here's, here's what I'll ask you. Do you want to do the cooking topic uh, tonight or have you had enough show? I'm willing to go. I could go, you know, I could go for a couple more hours if I needed to, but I had experience tonight about the first time that I've cooked uh, a meal for myself in my home for the first time in a long time. We can do that or we can call it a night. It's up to you guys. I will pose it to the people. Let me know on Facebook live Periscope, YouTube, and Twitch. If you would like to have this conversation about uh, me, about when's the last time, what's the longest you've gone with making a meal for yourself? Okay, so I'm getting, I'm getting, you know, let's go. Let's do it. All right, so the question that I'm going to pose to you is, uh, what is the longest you have gone without cooking at home? This is not a sports-related question, but I do think it's going to result in some funny subject matter. Let me know in the comments on Facebook Live, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. What is the longest that you have gone without cooking at home? In the comments section uh, on the A to Z Sports Primetime Show. 
While you guys do that, I will tell you about our friends at Brymac Mechanical. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. Satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. They will put you in a position to be in your comfort zone this summer. They will take care of you commercially. They will take care of you residentially. They have three locations in Middle Tennessee and in Kentucky surveying and providing service to a wide uh, wide area, a wide service area, a wide range. I don't know why I wanted to say a wide array, which is a hard phrase to say. But anyway, Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. They're the best. All right, what's the longest you've gone without cooking a meal for yourself at home? Because I did for the first time today in a long, long, long time. And I'm about to uh, I'm about to tell tell you something uh, that is probably a great deal of shame. So, uh, <laughs> what the hell you burn up, Bucks? Says Dom Odell. No, I, I made I made the food. Did Lucifer help? Says Puka. Yeah, Lucifer, the uh, the newest of the the trash pandas that has found its way into my home. Um, so James Harrison says two years. Two, James Harrison is going to college counts. Johnny Jameson, uh, you are not allowed to use the microwave. Jeremiah McNeese, that's correct. Two years without cooking a meal for yourself is something that James Harrison is alleging. That's probably going to be the leader in the clubhouse because that's a long-ass time. College counts? Uh, Yes, indeed. Mark Dalton says maybe a week tops. Puka says uh, a month when I was sick in 2017. Over a year, says Jeremiah McNeese. Can uh, Can I join show to explain? LOL, shoot or shoot. Uh, what do you mean? Can you join? Oh, can you join this show? No, <laughs> uh, no, James, you cannot, you can, we, we don't do guests on the primetime show. Sorry, buddy. That's not the way that, uh, that, listen, I do, I do callers on the radio show. You guys can comment on the show, but, uh, unfortunately for the people, this is, uh, this is not a, uh, this is not a guest appearance show. So you cannot join the show, James. Um, but I appreciate you shooting your shot. Privilege is about to show out here, says Donovan. Yeah, I'm about to show some severe privilege uh, here in a second. Kenston says, seventh, seven-month Navy deployment had your boy struggling. Man, I can't imagine uh, what it's like being deployed on military service. Jeremiah McNeese is currently eight weeks. Uh, let's see. What else? A lot of comments on this. This is funny. Let's have a segment on chances that McNair and George ever get that coat, says Joe Joe Edwards. Yeah, we can do that one night, Joe. Maybe we'll do that Hall of Fame week. Uh, I think that'd be a good topic. In fact, I'm going to write that down. In fact, Producer Reed, if you would do me a solid and write that down, text it to me so I can put it in my notes later. Uh, Chris Reynolds says, one year my ass was on a Navy ship in the Persian Gulf. A lot of lot of people who have uh, uh, had military service in, in the in the primetime show tonight. Thank you, guys. I, that's really cool to hear. Um <laughs> Donovan says, we don't want to hear you, James. Make your own show. That's not nice. Listen, James is the only one to ever ask. Nobody's ever asked me before. But, uh, oh, look at this. James says, I have one. Eight more than 92 podcasts. Uh, Wait, eight more than 92 podcasts? Oh, that's the name of the podcast? Check me out on all major podcast platforms. All right, James, do your thing. We uh, Listen, I don't mind giving you a shout out. Um, But if you want to listen to... uh, if you want to listen to uh, James, you can uh, you can seek out his podcast. Three months, and I'm not uh, going. My wife does most of the cooking, and I'll clean, says Philan. Uh, we are single and have no life, says Jeremiah McNeese. Well, I, I will tell you, I'm not single, and my girlfriend doesn't live with me. She has her own apartment, uh, and I own a home. But um, <laughs> so today, 
for lunch is the first time that I've made a meal for myself that I've cooked in my house. And I, this is actually, here's, here is, here is a damning indictment. Uh, here is a damning indictment. I have owned my home for two years. I have never until today made a, made a meal in my new house. Today was the first time that I used my oven and my, uh, and my range. Um, or the, or the, uh, the, the knife set that I was given for when I, uh, when I moved into the house or the, uh, the cutting board that I was given as a present. So, um, if it hasn't been two years, the last time that I think I made a meal for myself was three years ago. Three years ago is the last time that I made a, made a meal using my own hands, kitchen utensils, things of this nature. What did you do before COVID? Eat out, says Puka? Yes. Uh, I, I, I never, I would always get carry out or I would, you know, hit the, hit the drive through on the way home during COVID. I, you know, I gained a lot of weight that I'm working on losing right now. You know, I'm probably, I'm probably close to 230 pounds right now, which is pretty heavy, but I'm six foot two. So, you know, spreads out a little bit. The goal, and I have a bet with Will Compton, as a matter of fact, that I can get under 200 pounds by the time that football season gets here. And that's why I'm, that's why I started cooking because it's so much healthier for you. And uh, it turns out a hell of a lot more cost expensive than Uber Eats uh, getting my every meal delivered the way that I have for the past, you know, year and a half, basically during COVID. And then uh, with carry out even, um, with carry out even pre pandemic. So three years since the last time that I made, uh, that I made a meal for myself uh, Brad Lippert says, what the F, Buck? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, but Chill Mode says, Buck racking up those DoorDash points. There's no question about it. Um, Derickler says, did you already pay off your house, Buck? No, I have not. Uh, it's two years. I have not paid off my home. Because um, I think I'm on a, what is it, a 30-year mortgage? Yeah, that sounds right. So no, sure as hell have not paid off my home. But I did put down a, a pretty substantial deposit to make it a lot easier to, uh, to uh, pay off my home. Um, shame better get Amanda before get better get Amanda before football season starts. Uh, I don't know what, who Amanda is Carmen, but, uh, I do, I do have a meal service now that delivers pre-made, pre-made healthy meals to me. So I don't have to worry about cooking. Uh, Jordan Miller's buck walks into his house, sees his kitchen and thinks I love my decorations. LML. <laughs> look at my clean stove. Yeah. I have people that come and clean my house every Friday. Uh, uh, a maid service that I use and they, they all, they, they probably, they come every Friday. They probably go in the kitchen once a month. Cause I just don't use, <laughs> I just don't use my kitchen. So there's, there's uh there's nothing that, uh, that, that needs to be cleaned. Um, all right. I'm going to listen to the, uh, the DB one. My bad for being rude says Donovan remain. I'm not sure what we're talking about there. Getting old, Buck can't be doing that anymore. Says Johnny Jameson. I know it. That's what I said. Uh, you said you own it. That's why I asked as directly. Oh, well, I mean, no, I guess, but I pay my mortgage on my home. So I think that makes, I mean, I think that when I sign my life, I guess technically the bank owns any of our homes who sign a, a long-term mortgage. So I guess I cannot say that I have, that I completely own my home because I still pay a mortgage. Um, so that is something that is important to clarify, I guess, if Derickler is that been out of shape about it, but you know, I would say everybody pays a mortgage, get the hell over it. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you carry out from ethnic places, more veggies, healthier? 
yeah, that's what I'm doing now. Um, Jordan, Jordan Miller just laughs at me. Good job on your deposit. Please clean your prison wallets, says Jeremiah. <laughs> um, you need to let us meet Dara, says Brad Lifford. Let her be the first on-air guest. Well, a lot of uh, a lot of those uh, a lot of those um, a lot of the people. So we we did a, a listener we did a listener giveaway for the radio show, and I took about twenty people who listened to the radio show to a Nashville SC game. They gave us a VIP night. We got to sit in the in the club level. Um, we had a great, uh, great, great uh, drinks and dinner at Edley's before, so they were very kind to us to uh, allow us to do that with 20 listeners to the radio show. So maybe we'll have to do something like that for the uh, A to Z audience. And Dara came with me, so a lot of the radio show listeners got to come with me to the soccer game and met Dara and uh, and my uh, and my friend Josh Black, who's a, a comedian in town. Uh, Puka says, "Please do one in the fall. Uh, probably not." But this is probably just a summer thing for me because of football season. I, I can't. I I have six weeks with no football, and that is the time when we would do things like that. But uh, but uh, so no 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 fall listener events for me. I'm afraid because football season is about to consume my entire life, and you know a little over a week when the Titans report back for training camp. Um, <laughs> double up those payments, Bucks, says Joe Edwards. I mean, I could with all the money that I'm going to save if I don't do carry out every night <laughs> anymore, Joe. You're probably right. I could pay off my mortgage in 15 if I just quit using Uber Eats. Uh, but it is uh, an extremely unhealthy habit. When are we going to start talking about training camps, says Donovan? Uh, we'll talk talk about it next week. Um, since uh, We'll talk about it next week since, uh, since training camp will begin. This week is SEC Media Day, so we'll talk a lot about the Vols tomorrow. Jimmy Allen says, Buck, I noticed your hair hasn't came back since you was bald. Jimmy, what the hell are you talking about? I just get a really, really close fade. I've got all of my hair. What kind of, what the hell are you, what do you mean? My, my hair, by the way, my hair looks great today. Shout out my barber, uh, DeMarcus Drumright, because he gets me with that uh, basically skin level fade. So I got, I got more hair than I know what to do with, buddy. I'm Egyptian. That's all I do. That and tan. My hair, not even a, not even a damn, I mean, you can't see the back of my head. I can't, there's no way for me to turn my head, but I don't even have a bald spot, baby. Heading into my late twenties. We're looking good. We're feeling great. Uh, no products, no nothing. In fact, I don't even put hair product anymore. It just stays like this. <laughs> uh, all right, let's wrap up the show. Thank you guys, as always, for your participation. Radio show tomorrow will be a hell of a lot. Uh, be a hell of a lot uh, of fun tomorrow. We will hear from Vols head coach Josh Heupel, his first SEC Media Days experience. We will uh, we will have a great time doing that. Former Vols quarterback. Jonathan Crompton will be on the radio show, and we hope that you will listen then to 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. If you haven't sent me Music City Mailbag questions, now is the last opportunity in my DMs on Instagram at Buck Rising, just as you see below, R-E-I-S-I-N-G. Um, so do that because I'm going to finish the finish the 615 Sessions podcast after we wrap up primetime tonight. I'm going to write some articles. I'm going to prep for the radio show. Because it's 9.17 Central Time, but damn it, I'm not tired yet. See y'all tomorrow.